Welcome to the Revelation Project Podcast. I'm Monica Rogers. And I'm Andrea Willits. Together, we're disrupting the trance of unworthiness and guiding women to reveal the truth of who we are. We say that life is a revelation project, and what gets revealed gets healed. Today's episode is about the training ground. And what we mean by that is it's our upbringing, it's the societal conditioning, and the influencers in our life. Stay tuned for more to be revealed. Hello, everyone. So today we are going to talk about the training ground. The training ground. (laughs) So that's my partner, Monica. How are you today, Monica? I'm a little dusty, to be honest, but I know that this conversation is going to get rid of all the dust. See? Yeah. It's already starting to happen. We're going to dust it off, right? Yeah. Yeah. So the training ground. What is the training ground? The training ground is where we are raised. It's the territory where we're kind of taught to live in the rational world above the surface of everything. Yeah, right. It's our child rearing years. It's the childhood. And then it continues into the adolescent years. And even well into adulthood. Yeah. So it, it's it's the history from yesterday all the way back to the day we were born. It is a training ground. Yeah. The social conditioning, the way that we're raised, the way that we're schooled, all of that kind of really is what we're considering the training ground. Yeah. And the imprint of our parents, their belief systems, how they're raising us, our guardians, The whole picture, it's amazing when we really pause to think about all of the influencers of that training ground, Mm -hmm. right? And where we begin in our training ground is in innocence. Like when you think about that, we are sponges. You know, it's that whole like nurture versus nature thing, right? It's complex, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, there are definitely things about growing up that we know like we're being guided or taught. And then there's kind of this whole other invisible training ground where we don't actually realize that oftentimes we are taught to negotiate in order to get our needs met. Mm. And that that's a real training ground as well. It's like, you know, even thinking about it in terms of how we are genderized, right? Like, like giving girls... Uh, pink things and sparkles and no it's so true yeah and that is all training as well it's training to be female training what is it to be female what is it to be male so you know it's interesting we talk about like um was it John Locke with the tabula rosa it's like yeah we're we're kind of this blank impressionable being yes yes then is impressed upon, right? There's an impress that we get impressed upon by the world and how we intuit the world and kind of make our way in the world. Often as humans, we need to belong, right? We want to belong. We want to be loved. We want to be, know that we're enough, that we're worthy. And so that all is influenced by the training ground. Well, it's so huge, right? Because then I go to 
again, our influencers, right, our parents. And so what's the pressure? Because what you said was belong. And that right there, because we all want to belong, is one of the greatest inner, like, human nature of the human condition of belonging. So now we're buying into society. Oh, yeah. Right? So society dictates a training ground, which then our parents, our teachers, like all of those authoritarian roles, if you will, are buying into. And that's where then all the well-behaved soldiers, if you will, right, start to track in that place versus the the unique, the creative, the out of the box. Yeah. So what you're pointing to is kind of this interesting world, right? Where we're taught to live above the surface, right? So if if we were to draw a diagram, say, you know, it's almost like the upside down world or the underworld or like where we're taught to kind of not go. I love the underworld, <laughs> right? I get this whole image. No, seriously, I well, love and that. I'm not talking right? about like a dark underworld. I'm talking no. about like actually there's way more life in that world exactly. than there is on, this, on the surface. And right. so, you know, it's interesting. We call what we do the revelation project because we are encouraging and we work, you know, predominantly with women. And it's about encouraging women to kind of unlearn the social conditioning and start to ask the questions that have them actually soul dive, go beneath the surface of life to find the answers. Yeah, I love this, Monica. So metaphorically, I had this experience a few days ago. So, and I thought about living in the Revelation Project, right, as we do, and I thought, oh my gosh, here it is happening in my physical world. So I was at a beach in Bermuda, and I'd been swimming in this gorgeous ocean for a couple of days without a snorkel and mask, and I was really careful not to, like, I get really scared of sharks and like things I can't see yet. It was beautiful blue water. I had all this fear. Yeah. And so really wanted to stay safe. So I like wore sneakers in the water and, and all that. Well, then I found a snorkel and mask in this house. So I put it on. And when I went underwater in this underworld, oh, <gasps> It was, Monica, I'm telling you, the magic was unbelievable. And there were schools of fish and tropical fish and parrot fish and angel fish. And I mean, fish with neon pink. It, I mean, and I no longer swam with my sneakers. Yeah. You know, it was it truly the beauty and the magic. And I thought, look at the revelations. Yeah, you know, underneath the surface. Underneath the surface. I mean, truly, it was a whole nother world. And my fear went away. So to bring it back to what we're talking about, the training ground. The illusion, you're also though pointing to something really important, which is 
we're taught to believe in this illusion of security up above the surface. Exactly. Yeah. And where actually we find that we're so capable and so uniquely suited to navigate below the surface, actually. Yes. That's where we activate our unique brilliance. And that's where kind of the human and the divine start to come together is by diving in. Yeah, diving deeper, right? Mm -hmm. Diving below the surface. And it takes courage. You talk about well, and to go back to the training ground, you know, there's also how women are trained and how men are trained. And oftentimes we've distinguished and there's some great, you know, people that we you know, have certainly heard resonance with Glennon Doyle. Melton will often talk about, you know, women being taught to seek outside themselves for validation, right? We know this to be true from all of our work with women over the course of the last nine years, where men are taught, you know, to not seek anybody's help, right, outside of themselves. They're taught to kind of come up with all their own answers, So it's this interesting, like already divide between how these genders and how we genderize ourselves and operate in the world. And, and so women are really, um, you know, by the time each of us, male or female kind of reach adulthood, we're faced with kind of these different situations that sometimes require us to stop or start to realize that there's so much more uh, if we dare to go there. Right, right, exactly. You know, I want to circle back to that that masculine feminine, male female, right? In this training ground of I had read recently, and I think it was through our Facebook platform, but some really interesting article about you had mentioned earlier girls are given dolls. And I have two sons and a daughter. And someone had mentioned, uh, oh, it was a great article. And it showed about playtime and giving little boys dolls as well. And I thought to myself, damn, I missed an opportunity, right to give my my boys those dolls like that's brilliant right because of the caring right like the nurturing and it was so sweet this image um in this article of a little boy with with this sweet doll so i'm i'm bringing that up because i think in that training ground for the masculine and the feminine notice how extreme they are you made a really good point about you know girls, you know, being trained uh, in ways of nurture, 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 Mm -hmm. nurture over there, nurture them, right? And with boys and the masculine, it's like, you must provide, Mm -hmm. you must create this, you don't ask for, that's right, you don't ask for help. And there's that like going solo, so to speak. They're very extreme. And where where we've, I think, really missed the mark in raising our children and looking at how that training ground could really be adjusted is blending. 
Yeah. Well, and how we adjust it, it, you know, so here's the cool thing too about as we start to surface these conversations and bring language to some of this hidden stuff is that it is actually in the noticing that we begin activating the questions in life versus living on the surface or the certainty, which is all an illusion that, you know, it's, we live in a dynamic world, just filled with texture and interconnectedness and depth and riches like we can't even imagine. And people think about, you know, like getting outside of that comfort zone of the of the surface of life as scary, right? Like, oh, it's scary. Like it's not safe anymore. And it's, it's like, no, 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 like, it's the opposite. It's like, the world that you haven't discovered is where life is. It's not up here on the surface of life. You know, it's it's interesting. Think about the most, think about inspiration. It gets activated within us when we are exposed to something or someone that animates that spirit within us, making us realize there's more here. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And so it is, it is truly, have you ever met somebody that just can't stand talking about anything that isn't surface level? They just want to stay on the surface. Like it's so uncomfortable for them to go outside. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. How, how is the weather, you know, or how is your day? Like if you start actually, if you're like, Hey, how are you? And I'm like, well, actually I'm not too good. Watch people get super uncomfortable. People that can only talk about their work. Well, right. Right? That was my husband. Oh, mother of God. Like, just let's talk about something other than work, right? Well, or it's, it's, it goes into that realm of intimacy, or otherwise we refer it as intimacy, right? Like, what's really going on below the surface here? Like, behind the mask or the facade that we each, yeah, you know, our persona. Well, I want to clarify that. So, into me. See, that's a huge invitation and it's vulnerable as hell, right? Yeah. To like, to actually allow someone to see you, you know, like what's really going on. Yeah. What's really going on, right? That's a, (gasps) we're not trained to go there. No, no. What we're trained to do is to make everything look pretty and copacetic, and handled, and perfect. Exactly. So, you know, this, this diving below the surface. Yeah. So what's below the surface is magic, is unknown, the unknown. What else is below the surface? Well, true heart, you know, messiness, because when we don't have it all handled, and we're willing to go below the surface, with ourselves, you're starting to have to have honest conversation. And that's the revealing. Yeah, you know, and and that also is where we do create the magic. Because magic isn't necessarily beautiful, right away. The magic is when you stay and we say that a lot in the Revelation Project. We believe in staying, and that's a whole nother conversation. But really, it's creating the magic by going below the surface and saying, see me, and getting really curious, right? 
like discovering. It's such a, a place of discovery because we don't know, which is the other thing that's really scary about it. But wow, when we start to practice that and open ourselves up to that. Yeah, you're also talking about something I love, which is transparency, right? It's like, it's again, it it goes side by side with the authenticity and the vulnerability, but the transparency, um, you know, of being able to human to human say, I'm lonely or I'm scared or I don't know what's here. You know, I, I need you or don't leave me or yeah. whatever the thing really yeah. is. Or I'm really miserable in my job and I want to try something different. Yeah. Versus what the shooting is. Right. Or I'm actually really turned on and tuned into my life right now. And I am like killing it. Right. Like, cause that's the other thing we're trained not to do is shine too brightly. There's this real interesting paradox or arc of life that we want people to experience and that I'm just deeply passionate about as I know you are. And so bringing it in the container or the package of the Revelation Project has been such a joy because it's been through this vehicle really that we've been able to access this whole world of creating for others that enables them to actually do this in their own lives. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, you know, we often say it's not for the faint of heart. And, you know, you and I have, so here's the deal, guys, like, we're not going to ask anyone to dare to dive deeply, unless we've done that. And I can honestly say that, in my own experience of daring to dive, right, with you in my relationships, living inside the project, it has really rocked my world. And it's not easy, but it is such a rich, rich experience. Well, and it's so funny because I would actually say the opposite. I think the hard stuff is living on the surface. You know, like I, I love when we come at it with these two different perspectives because I see exactly what you're saying. And there's also this truth for me that's around, for example, I love socializing with people, but I don't love surface conversation. In fact, invite me to a party, right? And if I feel like it's going to be surface level conversation, I, I would rather not go. That actually petrifies me because it's not where I feel comfortable. It's actually a place that exhausts me. It's chewing on glass. Oh, it's horrible. Yeah, it's horrible. And I, I think that there's something to be said for where are people at when in their lives where they actually are welcoming a different, a new expansion of what they know life to be, it kind of is also in the realm of, of the status quo, right? Which is there, there comes a point in our lives where either one of three things happen. We get to a point where we've become so intolerant with kind of the way things are and know that there must be something more out there, some, but we may not know how, where the entry point is to access it right? And then sometimes something in life happens, like a major crisis that 
is like the point of no return. For example, you know, that was true for me nine years ago when this whole journey started, right? It's like that place where my whole world fell apart due to not only circumstances outside my control, but also having really been born, I think, as someone who had a seeking soul, but who wasn't necessarily, I did, I wasn't going to like, put myself in the situation that happened nine years ago, willingly, meaning like having my whole life kind of blow up the economy crash, you know, I ended up in a in a divorce, right, and kind of like lost everything I knew it was almost like that mythic experience of dying while you're alive. Yeah, right. It's like that I had to die in order to actually live. Well, you had to die to actually have the rebirth of more of who you really are and what you're needing and wanting to breathe and live and express, right? Well, right. There's also kind of brings that also brings in this this idea of like was where I was at that point in my life really aligned with who I was. And the truth of the matter is it absolutely wasn't. Yeah. You know, when I look back, I realize that my whole life had been built actually um, by wearing masks, you know, by kind of doing the thing we're taught to do, which is to um, <laughs> acclimate. Well, get the house, the picket fence, right? To 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 have the things, or to kind of create the illusion that we are living our best lives. It's like the Instagram life, or like the right that that um curated life that looks so good on the outside but really it's again it's that surface level and what we're really wanting to do here is expose that there is a training ground in which all of us are conditioned to believe different things about what life is and it's interesting because when you start to think about that you start to realize that there's this system that exists that's been invisible to us until we can see it. And so it's by revealing it that we begin to be able to heal it. Yeah. So I want to clarify that when you say that. Are you talking about the system as far as what society's created? Yeah. yeah yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That there's like a system and, and some people, you know, will call it the patriarchy or some people will call it culture, society. Right. But it's kind of like this, this disguised or hidden agreement of the way that we're supposed to behave. And it's really like these invisible rules or regulations. You know, it's it's like assumption of this is what it looks like if you're going to have a successful life. So if you play by these rules. Yeah. Yeah. And take on the pressure. I, I see it even with my son who's, you know, just graduated from college and we have to have this constant conversation around, is this aligned with who you are as far as the direction you're going right now? Or are you, are you literally playing into the racket of shooting? You know, I really, you know, it's his, it's, it's his ride, but damned if I'm not going to ask those hard questions. Tell, tell me about the racket of shooting. Well, the racket of shooting is, well, I should go after that job because it's 
with a good company that pays at least so many dollars and it falls within the realm of that's great. That's successful. Oh, right. Like that's society's definition of successful. So that's the direction I should head. Exactly. Versus what would it be like to consider going with this little startup company that's wildly innovative and creative and and risky as hell, risky as hell, and is actually about making changes in a world that is desperate for innovation and creativity and thinking out of the box and considering people really, right? Like where, because that's what's really needed at this time in all of our lives. Like what would that be? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, It's, it's, so what you're, what you're pulling up now is kind of like, what is it costing us to continue to not surface this training ground or this system and to not look at it with, with a more discerning eye. Yeah. And actually bring it, it just also makes me think like how, again, we're trained to look at things on the surface versus feel them. And it's interesting, right? Because we talk a lot here about resonance. Yeah. And again, here's another cool like thing that I've just, you and I have really like time and time again revealed this that, and it may be true for men too, right? But I'm, I'm female. So, and and I'm human. So I'm going to assume, you know, that this is a human thing, but we are born with the ability to intuit the world through our senses, but we're also taught to turn that sensory system off at a very early age. And it, and it really is our navigational system. It's like our GPS. Yeah. And and it's, it's amazing, right? Because how I know the dust is really off now. I started this conversation being dusty, but I'm like, (laughs) Oh, now I'm getting like activated. Well, I just want to say, Monica, this is it. This is the, you know, feelings. This is, this is where we're saying start to feel because this is the, the barometer, the compass, body, mind, spirit, you know, what are you feeling in your body? How does it actually feel for you to be every day going and putting energy and effort and time into that job? How does it feel? How's it working for you? Yeah. How is it not working for you? Right. 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 Like now the gloves are off and we're saying, yeah, no kidding. This is the, this is the risky business. What we're saying is actually risky is continuing to be asleep at the wheel of your life. Well, and and it pulls up so many other great conversations because, you know, folks who are listening to us or women who are out there is like, yeah, but that's not practical, right? We start to now bump up against like, like all of these other constructs that kind of come out of, you know, and dismiss kind of what we're talking about, right? It's like, well, but it's not practical to think that you can earn a living and be totally tuned in and turned on. Okay, I'd actually like to disagree. Yeah, oh, I, it, hell, I challenge that. Absolutely. It's it, but it's but it's it's realizing that we cannot so it's it's really also about realizing where are we right now in our listening for possibilities that are 
that maybe between us and what's possible is a big gap and realizing that that gap is only representative of where we are and where we want to go and starting to dare to dream that we can get there. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, it, I want, I also want to, in respect to people that are literally having to put food on the table and they're doing everything they can to do just that. Right. Yeah. Um, so there's, there's a hard truth and it's, it can sound like we can get into our dreamy place of, you know, um, just leap, just dare, just do it. Um, it's not to say that we don't have tremendous respect for what it takes to do that on oh my all God. fronts. And, and there's, and that is true. That is the hard truth that there yeah. is necessity, that there are people out there that are providing for other people. And it's, it's like the world is on their shoulders. And so thinking about any little shift or change actually brings up a tremendous amount of risk and fear. And yeah. that it, this is not, this conversation is not about um, invalidating that reality. Right. right. So the point that I want to make where you get to begin to exercise and practice what we're suggesting mm -hmm. is it's even in the workplace where you may be scrubbing floors and cleaning toilets. No kidding. Yeah. It's about literally in that place. Noticing. It's the noticing and it's right now I'm going to use this job. Yeah. It's not going to use me up. You I see. love that. Yeah. I'm going to use this job to get where I'm going. Exactly. And it may even be to be treated by my employer differently. It may be today I'm going to have a fierce conversation with my employer about I deserve that dollar raise or I need to literally go home, be leaving here at five so I can go home to my babies. Like what a, it could be something when we talk about living creatively out of the box, we're, it could be something for that individual that is an adjustment or giving voice to or daring to go below that surface to consider what honors themselves, what's aligned with who they are. And it may be getting home at five o'clock. Right. So, so that small adjustment may be transformative and that small adjustment becomes other small adjustments exactly. that become bigger adjustments. So it's, it's yes. Where are you right now? And assessing that and noticing that without making that wrong or bad or not enough, right? Because we're not in this conversation playing the shame game. We're done with that, actually. Yeah. What we're really wanting to hold in the Revelation Project is that everybody gets to reveal the truth of who they are. And by sometimes revealing the lies, it's how we get to the truth. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like revealing the truth of who you are, wherever you are. 
in whatever that is, right? Um, there's a huge discrepancy out there the minute we start shooting on ourselves because we feel that in order to just to bring it full circle back to belonging, mm-hmm. there's the trap. In order to belong, in order to have value, in order to be enough, it must look this way. And that's where we start to hold ourselves hostage, right? I shouldn't say too much. I shouldn't speak out. I shouldn't ask for that dollar raise. I shouldn't be able to quit that job and actually start my own business, right? It's all that shooting and not wanting to be shamed or feel ashamed, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so it's it's that belonging to ourselves, I think, is the invitation too of if I can literally be my greatest advocate for myself as far as what I deserve, right? And I step up and belong to me, then I begin to train the world how to be in relationship with me and what's possible. Yeah. And, and the other kind of requirement around what you're talking about is um, also going to circle back to the training ground because one of the things that we are really taught to do as women is to uh, abandon ourselves at a very early age. Yeah. And it's actually the self abandonment that starts to create a, um, an unconscious self loathing. It's really interesting. It's a very insidious process for women because it's not obvious. And again, um, you know, when we start to reveal these constructs and talk about them, it we're not asking everybody to agree with us right away. What we're asking you to do is suspend disbelief and actually listen to this conversation from a place of like, what's resonating for you as truer than what you've been taught to believe? Because it's really interesting what happens when we start to realize how self-loathing or self-sacrifice shows up in our lives. And what, unfortunately, what women are taught to do, like you were talking about earlier, is kind of nurture everybody else and self-sacrifice and submit to everybody else versus actually know how to nurture and love ourselves as a origin point from which all things then get created. Yeah. And it is through or the disguised training ground that we don't realize that like culturally, again, like just, just take the idea of all of the ways in which women's bodies are not their own. They're objectified from a very early age. Women are taught to have to fit into an ideal body type. Now, we all may be shaking our heads like, yes, of course, of course, we know all of this. But what we don't think about are the is kind of the hidden impact 
and the self-talk that also starts at a very, very early age that becomes a way of speaking and being with ourselves that is so harmful over time. Yeah. So, so the term I use is it, it's like de-selfing. You're literally giving yourself away. But like you said, it's very seductive. We aren't even aware of it. Right. Well, like we we actually, Brene Brown talks about it, tend to negotiate our self-worth in order to belong. Yeah. So in order to fit in, right, we wear the clothes people tell us to wear. We, we Even though our individuality might have us choose something else. But again, in order to belong, we'll do this thing, right? And of course, it doesn't stop there. It kind of really starts to... Well, we just start buying into everybody else's projections of what we're supposed to be. Yeah. And so so who are we without the projections, without the conditioning, without the training ground? Who are we then? Yeah. That's, That's kind of what's so cool about anybody who's listening today gets to kind of really step into like, now this is your revelation project. You're now doing your own project. What is wanting to be revealed in your life as you start to listen to these questions that we're going to bring up through our, you know, our podcast here. And really we, we want to know, you know, we, we would love to be able to kind of hear what gets brought up for you, you know, in, in the training ground, how were you conditioned? Where are you starting to ask different questions? Right? Yeah. And, and what, as you begin to notice and really consider, you know, who you are today and who you're wanting to become, you know, what has it cost you? And what's possible in recovering? What do you mean? What do you mean? Because when we, when we buy into the training ground. Like, give me an example of what, like, apply it to your life, what it cost you. Oh, great. So I was trained um, at a very young age to uh, buy into the story that I'm dramatic, overly dramatic. So how did that show up? And the way that it showed up was uh, I was a sensitive child and I was incredibly sentimental. And my mom had found these pictures in the attic and that my sister had drawn and she'd brought them down to the kitchen. And I think I was about, I don't know, nine years old, maybe. And my sister was there for uh, 17. So my mom was clearing stuff out and she said, oh, I found these pictures and and my sister had looked at them and then she was like, I'm just going to throw them out. And she like tore them up like right there. And I was like, oh, no, mom, don't. And I got really teary eyed. And she said, oh, Andrea, stop being so dramatic. Yeah. And immediately I felt embarrassment, mm-hmm. shame. shame, right? I just wanted to go and hide. I was so feeling like that emotion, like stuff it, stuff it. And it's that, oh, we don't get to be dramatic. We don't get to, to be uh, passionate with exactly. our emotions. Like you want to be in control. You want to be, you Unfazed. know, that's right. Demure, right. Just have, right. Have everything in control. And so fast forward for many, many years, I kept dimming that light 
until fast forward. You mean I was denying that truth for you, which was you did really feel. I then through a, a workshop I was doing many, many years later in my 30s, where I was suddenly shown that drama is great stuff. I love my drama. It's my exuberance. It's my my color, my vibrancy, my passion, my feeling, my expression. I mean, right? I could go on yeah, and on. Yeah. I mean, holy smokes, like bring it on, sister. Let it loose. Shine. Right? Like like that we need drama. Yeah. We need Yes. Right? We need Absolutely. color. We need that that brings that's part of your spirit, your yeah. essence. So I had collapsed drama with negativity. I made drama mean something wrong about versus the minute I uncollapsed them and drama just got to be drama. I was like, wow. And it, it, it changed my life. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So there's the notice, the stories that come out of the training ground. We all have our story and then many stories within that story. And start to consider what stories actually are not true. Yeah. Where do you want to start busting up those myths and redefine and rewrite the story, begin a new story, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it, um, the, also, I think we work a lot inside the realm of possibility, right? We talk about po- what's possible a lot, you know, and, and it's, it's interesting because we are we tend to be f- fairly cynical and resigned as human beings by the time we get to a certain age you know we're like so cynical right and so what i'm hearing here is that there's tremendous possibility like if there's anyone out there listening that is activated by this conversation that we're we're basically saying like Start tuning into that. Yeah. Because you know, there's something inside of you <laughs> right. that actually is knowing that what we're talking about is activating something within you. Yeah. And that's where we're saying go. Yeah. And you know what, Monica's coming up for me? It's like, you know, get the key and unlock Pandora's box. You know, it's like dare to go to that place that has had so much like, no, not that, not Pandora's box, you know, what's going to come out. It's like, actually, Pandora's box is loaded with possibilities, right? It's that daring place. But wow, there's so much magic there, so much possibility, so much color and vibrancy. Yeah, it's there's the the uniqueness and the gifts. Right. right? And so and and so therein lies kind of really what we're up to, which is at the Revelation Project, we're all about revealing, you know, a different reality. Yeah. Reveal, reveal, reveal. Right? Yeah. Well, yeah. thanks for the talk today. This has yeah. been amazing. Always. And we'll keep bringing, you know, new concepts to these conversations, but I love just having exposed this one about the training ground and um, so curious how it shows up for others. Yeah. 
Yeah, thanks, Monica. Love you. Thanks. In celebration of our podcast launch, Andrea and I would like to extend a special offer for $100 off our self-guided Loving Yourself Well e-course. Please go to jointherevelation.com and enter podcast 100 at the checkout. We hope you enjoyed this episode. For more information, please visit us at jointherevelation.com and be sure to download our free gift, subscribe to our mailing list, or leave us a review on iTunes. We thank you for your generous listening. And as always, more to be revealed.